Rebels. Welcome to episode three of our little thing, what we've put together, which is basically how to start a project. Boom. In the last two episodes, we talked about finding out what you actually want to do and mindset. So now that you've decided what you're going to do, you need to decide how it's going to appear to the outside world. And that is super important. Firstly, I think you need to think about who your audience is. That's where all branding starts because it's basically you're positioning yourself in the market for these people. So the first thing you need to do is work out who you're targeting with your service or with your product. Yeah, there's the old saying of don't judge a book by its cover. But that is literally the job of the cover of a book is for people to judge it, is for them to see whether it's something that they want to be a part of, whether they want to be involved in it. A really good way to think of it is think of it like a shop. It's like if you walk past a shop that you've never seen before, you're going to look at that window display. You're going to look at the front and think, is that for me? Do I want to go inside? Because if the shop, if it was a blank front and there was nothing in there and you didn't know what it was, it didn't seem very appealing, you wouldn't go in. Even if inside that shop would be everything that you wanted to buy and all the stuff you would love, if that front bit wasn't appealing, you wouldn't go inside. So you may have an actual physical shop front. Maybe you have decided to open a shop. Um, You're going to dress that window to entice the type of people that you want to relate to your product or service. You want to get them through the doors. If you don't have a shop front, then there are other ways that you're going to do that. That's going to be across your social media and it's going to be on your website. So when you start to think about who your audience is, like your audience isn't everyone. Your audience is probably someone like you. What you need to do is make a list of maybe four different character profiles. So I would almost make a list of what their name is, what they look like, where they live. Really break down all the things they'd be into to the level of like, what would they watch on TV? What music do they listen to? What magazine would they buy? Like really, really getting down that character profile into your head because as soon as you can start to create things for those people, it's going to be so much more successful and the more details you can get. You'll think like, so if you think about one of your good friends, you would know whether that friend would like this product or not because you know what they would do. Like if you're watching a TV show, you're like, oh, this friend would like that because I know that person really well. So if you can develop a set of character profiles that you you get to know, you feel like you know who those people are and you start making your things appeal to those kinds of people. With this, you're going to have to strike a fine balance with your visual identity fitting within the niche that you want it to be in but also standing out and being different so i would definitely do some research into other brands services products that are like yours yeah it doesn't even have to be within the same industry think about these character profiles you've created what brands do they like like where do they shop what do they buy and start to try and make a bit of a mood board around things that you know would appeal to these kinds of people and then you have to make sure that the thing that you design whether that's your logo your website every every visual part of your whole ecosystem needs to match those people and it needs to fit in that niche so you know that people like this buy things like that and the way that you're going to do that is by asking a bunch of people get different opinions from your friends try and put it online do polls do use instagram stories get feedback from people of what they actually like because you could have a very definite idea in your head of what you like but that may not necessarily correspond with what your audience is looking for And I think with that as well, like don't go to your mum and ask her because she's going to have a very different opinion and she's going to say, yes, it's great to anything. Whereas you need to find people who are like your audience, not just like your mate who's very agreeable, who's going to say yes to things all the time. Like we were talking to someone recently, actually, and I remember her saying to me that she has two types of friends that she calls, like one when she wants someone to be really agreeable and say yes all the time, and one when she wants someone to be really brutally honest with her. So find the people who are brutally honest because that's only going to help you in the long run. Like, yes, people aren't going to get you anywhere. So how important do you think a a logo actually is? 
Um, because because I'm a bit a little bit torn in that I think a logo is really important, but I also think spending months on getting the f- the perfect logo and not starting because you haven't got the right logo yet or the right name or like how important is it? Do you think? So I think there's a there's a balance. So it's definitely important. Otherwise, people wouldn't spend millions of pounds developing that. Uh, so it definitely is important. But I think a logo is just a mark. It's just something that when someone sees it, they recognise your brand attached to it. As long as it doesn't look like anything else that is in your field and what you're going to, so there's no confusion there. Um, I think it doesn't matter too much as long as it fits in with brands that already exist. Like, is this as good as my competitor? Is this better than this other thing that this audience also likes? Like, it has to be good enough. I think people spend too much time worrying about things. Uh, and names especially I know a lot of people when they start get really stuck on names because a name that's stuck with you forever technically so people want to get it right I think with names what people do very wrong is they will spell things weirdly because the URL is available our company Graffiti Life for example it's spelt normally but still because people don't know how to spell the word graffiti we now say graffiti two f's one t because that suddenly explains to them how to do it because we've got a lot of spelling mistakes in the early days where we'd be talking to people over the phone i think that's just a good thing to think about like if you're talking to someone over the phone do you want to have to explain how you spell that every time and i was listening to something the other day actually and they were talking about if you've not got a massive marketing budget to launch a product then picking a name that's a bit more obvious can work really well so if you're a dry cleaners in Bath, don't try and come up with some fancy name. It's a merge of two different things. Maybe just call yourself Bath Dry Cleaners because that's going to work great for SEO and Google. And it's not being so clever that people won't be able to spell it. It's really interesting what, what you said earlier there of how we we put the meaning onto these brands. These brands don't automatically have a logo and then that means this thing. All of the work that you put in for years and years and years goes into creating what people feel when they see your branding. Mm-hmm. So when you look at an Apple logo, I mean, it's a piece of fruit. I mean, it doesn't, but you don't think fruit when you look at it. You think of all of the years of marketing that have created a feeling around Apple products that have then, that logo becomes synonymous with it. The word branding is quite a, a weird one because obviously it comes from putting your mark on something and how you would like brand a product like brand your cattle or whatever that would be branding is more positioning it's how you position yourself in the market it's not just that visual stamp on it it's the whole story and the meaning that goes behind that as well i think that's where simon cynic's start with why works really really well because if you can have that story attached to your brand it positions you really really well for the kind of people that are going to want to purchase from you yes it's definitely recommended reading um is simon cynic's book because once you have decided your why your purpose your reason for your company product or service to exist or podcast or book or whatever it is that you're creating when you've realized why that's that that exists and who it's for then that will help you with your branding and your visual identity because you build it around what those people want to see and i think once you've got something you need to stick with it for a good amount of time i'm hearing someone say that when you have a brand it's the, the stage where you start to get bored of it is when other people start to recognize it because you have it it's with you all the time and it's very easy to just like change the logos i'm going to change my website and i'm going to do all these things because it seems like this new thing that oh, actually, that's quite fun i'm going to go and change that big brands don't change the logos like they're like very very rarely and you should only ever change it when you think it's going to be actual front page news that it's got changed because if like google changed the logo if apple changed the logo if nike changed the logo if adidas changed the logo 
it would be huge. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's something that a lot of people do to make themselves feel like they're working. Mm-hmm. So they've got no clients coming in and they'll they'll just tweak the website. They'll just uh, oh let me let me redo it. Let me put new fonts in. Um, let me let me change the logo a little bit. And that can actually end up doing more harm than good. It's consistency is really really important. And that's definitely something that we've learned over the years. We've watched other brands that have never been able to cement their visual identity and it's changed every few weeks and and it just doesn't build consistency and trust. Like when you're getting started, if you've got no clients coming through, it's not definitely because your brand is wrong. So by sat there changing it and changing it and changing it, it's not going to make the phone ring. I think that's where marketing comes into it, which is what we're going to talk about in the next episode. All that your branding is, your logo, your website, the font that you use, your social media, all that is, is a flag that flies the flag for what you believe in and what you deliver. So once you've set that up, you then put the work in to develop that around your branding. The branding doesn't automatically make people feel that way. That's what, that's where the work comes in. That's what you do, what you deliver to people. And they will then associate that with your brand. You might not necessarily be a graphic designer. You might not know how to make a logo. You might not know how to do a website. So it's really important to get people around you who can help you with that, whether that's a friend or reaching out to someone online who's done it before. Get it right at the start because you don't want to have to change it later on. Yeah, that's absolutely right. If you have 200 Facebook friends, which most people do, if you have 500 connections on Instagram, someone there is probably a graphic designer and maybe they'll help you for free. Maybe you can trade your products and services for for their products and services. Um, or maybe it might be a small investment in the beginning to get all of this down. But it is so important and it goes back to the the judging a book by its cover analogy. Your goal is for people to visit your website to find out what you're doing. You need them to feel comfortable and then you need them to feel confident. And your branding will instill that confidence in them if it's sleek, if it's smart, if it makes them feel like they're in the right place. In the next episode, we discuss getting clients. Yeah, when you start a business, that's really useful. Um, So subscribe to make sure that you do not miss that episode. Hit the notification bell to be alerted when it happens. Ding, ding. Boom. Boom.